Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. You ever get to bed too late? That was, that was Friday night. We had a big day, and uh, me and Jess, we were like, we got to watch a movie. Like, we haven't done this in a long time, and we just cleaned up our basement, and we were like, let's watch a movie. And so we started the movie, and we, let's see if you can guess the movie we watched. Anybody? It's, it's awesome. Uh, how many remember the movie from 1993, The Bodyguard? Anybody remember that? Yeah? I had never seen it. It's a great movie. Great movie. But went to bed at like 3.30 in the morning. I am just way too old for that. Way too old for that. I'm, I'm paying for it uh, today. Hey, uh, we're going to have a great day. We're in a series uh, called Essentials. And um, I'm picking up part two of a message I spoke about a couple weeks ago called The New Normal. And uh, if you weren't here for that, I encourage you, you can go on YouTube, uh, watch that message, you can download it, you can find it on Spotify, you can find it all over the place, but uh, go find part one of the new normal. Uh, But today we're going to go into part two. Let me ask a question. Have any of you ever signed documents before? Okay, like for a house, a car, um, you know, it's a big, scary time, um, you have no idea what you're signing for. You don't read, you know, the 43 pages of little print. And um, one of the things that I know that I love that they do is they have these green stickers that points and says, like, sign here. You're like, great. I know exactly where to sign my life away. Okay. And so I love it that they do that for you because if you didn't have those stickers, you'd be completely lost. You know what I mean? You'd just look at this like contract and be like, I have no idea what to do with this. And the same thing happens in life. Same thing happens as we try to navigate life and go through life and navigate life with the Lord. We can get lost. And the Lord sometimes will take these like green arrows and point in the word of God and go, hey, I want to give you some truth so that you can have victory in life. Who wants victory, okay? I want victory. I want to live in victory. I want a church of people that are living in victory because I know this, when you live in victory, you will bring other people into victory in life. And so we want a house that is full of victory. And so Jesus talked about these times that we would live in right now. He gave us some heads up. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, uh, Paul is speaking to Timothy. He says, in these last days, they will be very difficult times. It just feels like the earth is difficult right now. Like everything is difficult. Verse 2. People will love only themselves and their money. They'll be boastful, proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They'll be unloving, unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They'll be cruel and hate what is good. I love what verse 5 says. It says this, they will act religious. They'll act religious but they'll actually push away 
the power of the Holy Spirit that could help them live in victory in life. We live in that age right now. We live in an age that people want to act religious. They just want to go to church. They want to check the box, but they want to have anything to do with the Holy Spirit. We want to push the Holy Spirit away. A lot of times, and I, and I really believe this, I think a lot of times that we push away what we don't understand. And we don't have this clarity of the Holy Spirit. I'm really excited. In the next couple of weeks, I'm going to speak about the Holy Spirit and his job and his position in our life. But we need the power of the Holy Spirit because we need clarity on how to have victory in this life. So go with me today. If you got a Bible, pull out your Bible. Uh, if you got an e-Bible, pull out your e-Bible, okay? Go with me to Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22, we're going to look at the story of Abraham and his son Isaac. And we're going to just camp out in this passage and let God speak to us today. All right, verse one. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. He calls out, Abraham. Abraham responds, yes. He replies, here I am. Okay, so point number one today is this. Are you looking for the voice of the Holy Spirit? Are you looking for the voice of God in your everyday life? I know we come to service. The worship team does a great job. They bring the presence of God. We have the word of God. Jesus shows up and he speaks to us, okay? But I want you to hear the voice of the Lord on Tuesday. Yeah. I want you to hear God speak to you when you're at work. I want you to hear the voice of the Lord when you're at your kid's game or when you come into contact with somebody. I, are you listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit? Because here's the deal. We live in this woke time. Okay? And in this woke time, we need the Holy Spirit to bring us into real truth. Like, we need real truth. And the Word says that the only truth is in Christ Jesus. It's in the Word of God. You can't find truth anywhere else other than Jesus. So the Holy Spirit will lead us into truth. I remember when I was growing up, there was a show that we would watch every once in a while. It's called 60 Minutes. And uh, I remember, like, growing up and thinking, like, man, 60 Minutes is like a hard-hitting show, like, sheds light, reveals things. And you'd watch their, like, little episode. You'd be like, wow, I didn't know that was actually happening. And, you know, and so last week, 60 Minutes uh, did a piece on Governor Ron DeSantis. He's the governor of Florida. I love Florida. I can't wait to get to Florida this summer. I can't wait to spend a bunch of money in Florida this summer, okay? Listen. My good friend, Abner, he's come to our church a few times. He has prophesied over me three times that we would have a church in Florida. Who is ready for Elevate Church Florida, okay? I'm ready for it, okay? Everybody's like, oh, man, I'll, I'll sign up for that church plant right there. So they did a piece on the governor, okay? And how many of you know this, that when a governor speaks, they usually speak, what, for like 20, 30 minutes, okay? It is amazing how they will take his 20, 30 minutes, and they will cut it up into a minute and a half, and they'll make it say whatever they want it to say. They'll lie straight to your face. 
And this is exactly what happened to govern down in Florida. And it's funny because 24 hours later, even Democrats in Florida came out and said they completely lied. That is a complete lie. Listen, we have to have the Holy Spirit to lead us in this life, okay? Now, what's interesting is that same day, same day, I'm having lunch by myself in my car. Doesn't that sound sad, okay? <laughs> Let me give you a heads up. It's not. It's wonderful. You're alone. There's nobody to talk to, okay? It's warm. Have you ever fallen asleep in the car before? Come on. So I'm having lunch in the car by myself, and I do this thing when I eat lunch. I have my phone. I have my AirPods, and I will, like, stream shows. And I know it sounds super weird, but, like, I'll watch, like, 12 minutes of a show and then, like, pick it up four days later. I know some of you that are like, you're like, oh, how do you do that? How do you not watch the whole show? I get it, Okay. But this is what I do. And so that day, that same day, the 60 Minutes thing's happening, I'm watching this show on Netflix called The Crown. Anybody watch the, yes, yes, Adam, thank you. I don't care if anybody else doesn't like us right now. Listen, The Crown, I love that show, okay? So I'm watching The Crown, and in this episode, they're talking about forming a coup to take over the nation. And the first thing they said, the first business, the first agenda of taking over a nation, they said, we have to take over the media. We have to take over the media. It's amazing how the media will lie to your face every single day. I mean, gosh, I could speak a thousand messages about that. We got to have the Holy Spirit. Every night, I pray over me and my family. And this is what I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, I need the Holy Spirit to lead our thoughts tomorrow. I need heavenly thoughts. Your thoughts are above my thoughts. Lord, I need you to allow the Holy Spirit to direct our hearts. Because your heart can lead you down wrong paths. Have you ever bought something on an impulse? You know what I mean? You saw that treadmill and you're like, I need that. I'm going to use that. And now you just hang clothes on it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, <laughs> I'm just calling you out. Oh, sister, Jesus loves you. Look, your heart can lead you places, right? I need the Holy Spirit to give me this word called discernment. I know that's like an old word. It's a word like your grandma used when you were growing up. But listen, you need discernment. I need my sons to have discernment. I need them that when they come in contact with people, that they know when the Holy Spirit's going, nope, do not spend time with this person. Right? I need, I need us to be full of discernment and wisdom as we go through our day to know where the Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us. I need the Holy Spirit to lead us into truth. Like little breadcrumbs. I asked the Lord, Lord, lead me. Lead me to what you want to. It was interesting the other day. Um, I felt led to watch this live stream by this doctor. His name's Dr. Ryan Cole. He's a doctor, he's a scientist, and he's a biomolecular engineer. It's a mouthful, okay? And uh, in this, he started talking about 
The problem isn't COVID. The problem is our immune systems. And it's interesting because last fall, the Holy Spirit spoke to me because this is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit is supposed to speak to us. He said, listen, I want you to build your immune system. I want you to build your family's immune system. So this doctor starts talking about what is really the issue. He goes, the issue really is this. We are vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin zinc, vitamin everything deficient. In our immune systems, what God created. See, God created you. He created your body to have health. We just got to work with God. I love Dr. Ryan Berlin's in the house, okay? I love them. They're chiropractors. If you want help in your health, connect with them. Because God wants us to have a body that is healthy. He wants your immune system to be healthy. Listen, the Holy Spirit will lead you into his thoughts and into his truths. Amen? Amen. I love Abraham. He valued the voice of God. Okay? When he said yes, when he responded yes to God, what is he saying? I want to hear what you have to say. When he said, I'm here, what is he saying? He's saying, Lord, I'm interested in what you have to say. It would be amazing if we could really see how many times the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us through today, but we're just not interested in hearing what he has to say. Right? We're just tired. We're angry. We're frustrated. We're upset. We just want to be in our feelings and our emotions. Verse 2. Take your son, your one and only son, Isaac, whom you love so much. See, I love the Old Testament because it always points to Jesus, right? This is a parallel to Jesus. It's, it's showing us Jesus. Go to the land of Morah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on the mountains in which I'll show you. Verse 3, the next morning, Abraham got up early and saddled his donkey and took his two servants along with him and his son Isaac. I love that when God spoke, Abraham moved. I love that Abraham didn't gather 14 of his friends and ask them like, hey, did you hear what I heard? Like God, God told me to take my son and sacrifice them. See, what's interesting is sometimes God will tell you to be obedient and it will be something crazy and out of the box. And he knows he's going to bless you through it. But if you ask your friends about it, they will actually give you a negative report and lead you the other way that God has in store for you. I'm not telling you to sacrifice your kids, okay? All right. It says this, then he chopped the wood for the fire. For a burnt offering, he set, it, he set out for the place that God had told him. On the third day of the journey, Abraham took, looked up and he saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there and then we will come right back. Point number two is this. Obedience always leads to victory. Obedience always leads to victory. What I love about the Lord is this. He'll let you do you. It's called free will. So 
you can either choose to trust him and follow him and do what he wants, or you can do you and do whatever you want to do and whatever's in your heart to do. Because it's up to you. Either he'll make the way or you'll make the way. Listen, the other night we were, uh, we were having a little bonfire, cooking s'mores. Thank God for s'mores. I know I just talked about health and I know that doesn't like, I'm sorry, but like s'mores are a gift from God, okay? And uh, we were, as a family, like making s'mores and we were talking to our boys and we have three boys. We have a 16-year-old, 11 and a six. And we were talking to our six-year-old Luke and I said, Luke, you know, who are you gonna marry someday? You know, and he goes, Hmm. He always does that. He goes, hmm. And he goes, I think I'm going to marry Scarlett. Okay. If any of you know Scarlett in the church, okay. We're like, all right, good choice. Okay. We like that. And uh, so we're talking to them about their future because we believe to talk to our kids. We believe to talk to them about everything in life. And so we're talking to them about their future and their wives and stuff. And one of the things that we tell our boys is this. You don't have to find your wife. She'll come to you in the season, in the time, and when God knows you need her. You don't have to look for her. God will bring her. Now, what's interesting to me is this. Before there was Isaac, God's promise, there was Ishmael, Sarah, and Abraham's own doing. Right? Because God will let you do what you want to do. Okay? Or you can wait for his promise. Because it's interesting to me, because it always happens right before the promise comes and Ishmael comes. It never fails. Like, ever. Right before that big moment, that thing that God has for you, he'll bring the, the enemy will bring the absolute opposite to you. And if you make it happen, this is what's interesting. When you make it happen, it will drain you. It'll stress you. It'll make you angry. And it will cost you when you make it happen. But if you are listening to the Lord and willing to be obedient, even when he says crazy things, crazy things. I mean, we all love our church. We all love this place. But I remember when it was crazy, when I was leaving my job and leaving paychecks and leaving comfort and leaving insurance and leaving everything that I knew to move somewhere that I didn't know a soul. Crazy. But if you'll do what God asks you to do, it will cost you nothing. Because God will always bless obedience. Verse six. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders. And while he carried the fire, well, he himself carried the fire and the knives. The two walked together. Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father. Abraham said, yes, son. We have the fire and we have the wood. But where is the sheep for the burnt offering?" And when I was reading this, I felt the Holy Spirit say this to me. He said, stop looking at what you don't have. Stop looking at what you don't have. See, God calls us to be obedient. And we go, God, I just don't have the money to do that. 
God calls us to be obedient. Talk to somebody and go, God, I really don't know that person. God calls us to do something with our time. We go, God, you know what? My life is so busy. I'm so crazy. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to serve. I don't have enough time, God. What do we do? We always look at what we don't have. This is exactly what the enemy always wants you to do. He always wants you to look at what? Lack. Focus your eyes on lack. Focus on what you don't have. But the Lord goes, no, I want you to focus on me. I want to give you a brand new perspective. Psalms 103. Verse 1 says, let all that I am praise the Lord. Is that my fault, John? Am I good? My bad. So let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Verse two, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he has done for me. So when we apply this passage to our life, number one, when we're grateful for what we have and where we're at, can I just say we are so much better off than most people in the world? Like, we're just better off. Like, homes, food, cars, whatever you have, whatever you have, I promise you there is somebody else in the world that wishes they have what you have today. And so often we're complaining to God about what we actually have today. If we'll just become grateful for what we have and where we're at, and then if we will remember what God has done in our life, when these two things happen, when I'm grateful and I'm thankful and I remember all that God does, what happens? All of a sudden, my perspective changes. All of a sudden, I see life not through my eyes, but through a heavenly perspective. This is exactly what Abraham does with Isaac. Isaac goes, well, where's the lamb? What are we going to do? Abraham's response in verse 8 is incredible. He says this, God will provide. God will provide. Totally puts it on the Lord. Totally says, hey, son, I want you to see something. I want you to know something. God will provide. Point number three is this. God's got this. God's got this. Abraham goes, I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't have it in my hand. I don't possess it right now. But I know this. God will provide. What is he doing? He's walking in faith. So I, I used to teach at a, a school, it's called Lebanon Christian, and I would teach Bible to middle schoolers. I always tell them, you're so literal. You know what I mean? Like everything I would talk to them about would be like so literal. And I think we do the same thing with God. Like we're trying to walk in faith, but you're like, God, I don't see it. God, I can't touch it. God, I don't have it. God, where is it? And the enemy can quickly get us out of faith. And you know what happens when we get out of faith? We lose hope. Right? We lose hope. And when we lose hope, 
We take our eyes off Jesus. So Abraham, he goes, God will provide. What is Abraham doing? He goes, I'm not losing heart. Okay, listen, I'm okay with doubt. Listen, we all have moments we doubt. We all have moments that our flesh wavers and we have good days with God and some days that we're like, you know, you know, there's mountaintop days with God where you're like, man, God is so for me. I trust him. And then there's some valley days with God where you're like, I don't really know where he's at. I feel like I'm walking in the dark, right? Amen. Or is that just me? Okay. But I love Abraham because his heart never sways. So there are times that I'll pray for somebody. So let's take this. Let's say they're believing for a healing in their body, okay? And I'll look at that individual and go, do you believe that God can heal you? And they'll go, yes, I believe. And I go, great, because I do too. And the word says where two agree on anything that shall be done for them. So I'm gonna hook my faith up with your faith. But I'll also know sometimes that around that person are people who are not in faith. Their heart isn't in faith. So, in those moments, I'll do one or two things. I'll say, number one, I'll say, hey, can you just like kind of go away for a minute? Because I don't need your lack of faith in this moment of faith. Or I'll say, hey, can you just put your heart in neutral? I know that you think what I'm asking God for is insane, but I serve the God of impossible. So just put your heart in neutral and ride on my faith. Right? So Abraham, I'm sure he had some doubts when this was all going on. I'm sure that he had some fleshly moments where he's like, what am I doing right now? But he never let his heart turn. His heart stayed in a posture of faith in Jesus, in the Lord, in what the Lord had spoken to him. Abraham also did something amazing. He took all his anxiety, all his worry, and all the pressure and put it on the Lord. When he said the Lord will provide, what is he doing? He's going, God, you have to have this. That's something the Lord has been really dealing with my heart lately because I feel pressure all the time. Me and Ryan were actually talking about this the other day. We were talking about how it's amazing the pressure you feel when you're a young entity. And you have this perspective that once we get bigger, like there won't be as much pressure or stress or anxiety. But the reality is this, the bigger Elevate Church gets, the more things we put our hands to, the more stress, pressure, anxiety comes. Right? And so the Lord's been dealing with my heart about giving him the pressure. Abraham, when he said, God will provide, he's taking the pressure, the stress, and the anxiety, and he's going, God, it's all on you. And you know what God does? He says, he goes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I never called you to carry that. I just called you to trust me. Oh, man, do you get that? He never called you to carry the weight and the pressure and anxiety. He just asked you 
Just follow me, be faithful. Just be obedient and I'll do the rest. I'll take care of the rest. Hebrews chapter 11, verse six. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why? God is a God of faith. This is how we please him. Don't you want to know how to please your father? You please him by your faith. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he is a rewarder of those who passionately seek him. Aren't you happy that you serve a God that wants to help you? Like he wants to help you. He's looking to help you. He loves people that come to him in faith. Trust in him. Abraham's doing something amazing. He is living intentionally in front of his son. I love it. You can either live intentionally and you lead your kids to Jesus, or you can choose to not live intentionally and let somebody else lead them wherever they want to lead them in life. We do this thing with our kids every once in a while where we will take, we'll take our tithe because, you know, we give online and, you know, sometimes it's like you don't physically see it. But every once in a while, we'll take our tithe and we'll like just get bills and we'll like just put hundreds of dollars on the table and we'll go like, this is our tithe for the month. Why? I want to show them that we are living in faith. I want to show them, because I tell our kids this all the time, every time you get paid, and I teach them now, I teach them now when they're little, every time we get paid, we're taking a test. Either I trust God and he will provide, or I trust myself and then me and Jess have to provide. I want God to provide. I want to live in his kingdom. And so we're teaching our kids. Abraham is intentionally living out faith. Live out faith in front of your children. Show them. Take them on the journey. Talk to them about the faith journeys. Talk to them about the things you're going through as a family. Talk to them about financial things. I remember one time when I was young, I was living with my aunt and uncle, and we were going through some hard financial times. But I remember my aunt and uncle sitting us down and telling us about it, and we prayed about it together as a family, and then we made a decision as a family that we were still going to tithe. You know what they did? It built our faith because we saw God's grace. We saw his hand. We grew as young men because our parents took us on the journey. Verse nine, when they arrived at the place that God had told them to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on top of the wood. I don't know about you, but every time I've ever read that verse, it trips me out. I'm like, Isaac just went along with this? <laughs> like, wouldn't something like come alive? Like, I'm the lamb. <laughs> You're gonna sacrifice me. Dads, let me, let me speak into your life. You will show your kids a picture of who Jesus is and God the Father. So as you know God and know him as a good father, you'll be able to show your children that, that God's a good father. So Isaac trusted his dad because his dad trusted the Lord. 
And he was showing him a picture of who God was. Verse 10. Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, you need to underline that. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called from heaven. Why? Because God's timing is always perfect. Now, I'm going to tell you something that your flesh is going to hate. And you're going to go, I rebuke you, Pastor Jeff, okay? Listen, God's timing is always perfect. It's never late. He's always on time. But his timing will never match with your timing. Ever. Because it's his timing. But he is always on time. And he says, Abraham, Abraham. And he responds the same way he responded in verse one. Yes, I am here. Listen, if you can't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and you miss God, sometimes it's gonna bring harm. I'm thankful that Abraham knew how to hear the voice of the Lord. If he didn't know how to hear the voice of the Lord, he wouldn't have heard the Lord speak to him and say, hey, no, 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 stop. Sometimes you need the voice of the Lord to go, no, 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 that's a red light. Don't go through that light. Don't quit that job right now, right? Don't, don't say that thing to your wife. The other day, I was gonna call Jess and ask her this question, and the Holy Spirit goes, nope, not right now. Why? He knows when she was ready for that question. I need the voice of the Lord to lead, to guide me. Verse 12, don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Don't hurt him in any way. For now, I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld even your son, your only son. Verse 13, Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught its horns in the thicket. So he took the ram and he sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. In verse 14, Abraham said, this place is called what? Jehovah Jireh. Which means the Lord will provide. Worship team, come on up. We're not done. We're not done, okay? Worship team, come up. Listen, if you get anything today, I want you to get these last two things. Anything. I want you to write these things down. I want God to speak to you about these things. I want you to hear these two things, okay? The first thing is this. Because Abraham walked in faith, he knew God. Because he walked in faith, he knew God. Hosea chapter four, verse six says this. My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. <laughs> God wants you to walk with him. Anybody that you know, that you have a personal relationship with, you know them and you know who they are and you know their character by what? By walking with them, spending time with them. So God calls out to Abraham and he goes, hey, walk with me. I want you to be obedient and I wanna take you on this journey and I want you to walk with me. And he goes, I want you to walk with me because I want you to know me. 
I want you to know something, that I am Jehovah Jireh. Now, for any of the church kids, I'm gonna date myself right now, any of the church kids, church people, you might have grew up singing a song called Jehovah Jireh, okay? And man, when Jehovah Jireh started, man, your legs started, you know what I mean? You're like, here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was like you could feel the room and you could feel the presence of God. I mean, like I remember that song growing up. Why was there anointing on that song? Because we were declaring who God was. There was anointing on that song because it was talking about the nature and the character of God. Jehovah Jireh, the God who will provide. We live in a cancel culture. And they're gonna, they're gonna wanna cancel Jesus. They wanna cancel Jesus right now. They wanna cancel the word of God. They wanna cancel churches. Strip clubs can be open, but churches can't be open. They wanna cancel Jesus. And here's the deal, unless you know him, they'll cancel him right out of your life. But if you know him, see, I know God because I've trusted him on the mountaintop and I've trusted him in the valley. I've trusted him when we had a lot and I've trusted him when I've had a little. I've trusted God when he's asked me to do crazy things and to move and to leave friends and to leave my comfort and leave everything I know. I've trusted him in every season. And the beauty of it is this, I know who he is. You can't take it from me. It is something so deep, something so personal, something so raw in me that I know who God is. I know he's Jehovah Jireh because he's Jehovah Jireh in my own life. And nobody can cancel that. Nobody can take that away from me. It's something I know because I know him. I know him. The second thing is this. It was so wild when the Lord showed me this. Second thing is this, the same time, the same time, the same time Abraham and Isaac were going up one side of the mountain, the God who provide sent the ram up the other side of the mountain. Oh man, isn't that good? The same time. See, this is what I love about God. The very moment that you choose to be obedient is the moment that his provision is released. Now you might not see it till you get to the top of the mountain. Right? Remember that timing thing? Your timing and God's timing? And you think as you're going up the mountain with God, you think, where are you, God? Have you forgotten about us? Where did you go? And he goes, no, 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 no. I sent the provision the moment you took the first step of faith. The moment you walked in faith, it's just waiting. It's just my timing. It's coming. That's why it's called faith. 
It's called faith for a reason. You're trusting Him. But remember, He's Jehovah Jireh, the God who will provide. My favorite thing to do with God is this. God, it's on you. Hold him to the word. Hold him to his word. That's why he gave you the Bible. So you could stand on his word. So you could go, God, just like Abraham, you provided. So God, I'm believing just like you, God, just like Abraham, you're gonna provide for these bills. God, you're gonna provide for my family. God, you're gonna provide for my broken marriage. God, you're gonna provide for my children. God, you're gonna provide for the stress that I have at work. God, you're gonna provide. God, I'm holding you to your word. You are Jehovah Jireh. See, we think of Jehovah Jireh just in money. No, he's a Jehovah Jireh. He's a God of enough, more than enough, more than you could ever have. He's the God that will strengthen your emotions, strengthen your mind, strengthen your soul, strengthen your body, heal you from head to toe. He is Jehovah Jireh, your God who provides for you. Why don't you stand up this morning?